Hi everyone and welcome to the 92nd episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. And Spencer. E3 hype train. Yes, Yay. this is going to be our pre-E3 2014 episode and we are extremely psyched. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> and you just can't hide it. I, I can't, You know and the funny thing is, not even because of E3. He's just it excited used in general. Be. Oh no, mm. it's because I watched uh, the Boy Meets World spinoff pilot finally. Oh really? It was pretty great. Hmm. What was the best part about it? Uh, seeing Corey uh, make weird... Fi- he's ser- By the way, it's been 13 years since the like Boy Meets World show. I don't know if you even know what Boy Meets World is, Daryl. But, I do. Okay. Like, was it on over there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but, like, he literally looks just like he does in the like last season of the show. It's kind of weird. He didn't age. He, no. I don't think he did. I bet they filmed this 13 years ago. They just kept it in the yeah, bank. They just kept it. <laughs> How else could Mr. Feeney be alive? Yeah. <laughs> the so, man, the um, man is a mummy. So, yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, throwing, that, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Well, you know, they're related. They are? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the guy who what? played Jack was, was, not, was uh, Noel. Mm. Crossovers. There you go. Happening. Lauren knows that because he, she interviewed him. Mm. I'm always so jealous. That's the no. That's the only reason I ever want to interview him. Not because he's ever been like my favorite Final Fantasy character. Because he was on Boy Meets World. See, I just wanted to interview him because he was on uh, Speeder Did Away. Oh, man, let's just talk about mm. people who've been in Final Fantasy but have nothing to do with it for the whole E3 episode. They would love uh, that, right? Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, Perry Gilpin. There you go. Yeah. Fraser, Final Fantasy. The who was? Who was? Like, wasn't? Then they have a famous voice actor uh, be one of the judges in Twelve. Uh, probably. I feel like it was like some old British guy who was like really famous, but no one knew. Daryl. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was my dad actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starring you know Daryl's I mean. dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yes. So um, it's E3 in a couple of weeks' time, and um, so you know now's the perfect time for us to talk about E3 and everything Final Fantasy that could possibly happen, which. It's quite limited, I guess, at the moment, because we've just had some releases and stuff. So, um, but yeah, we're going to be largely focusing on E3, and then, we, of course, we have the return of the Final Fantasy Quiz. Yay! Yes. Sparkle, sparkle. Yes, the fourth edition of the Final Fantasy Quiz after last episode, where we unfortunately weren't able to go ahead with it. But, yes, mm. it's now back in full glory. Mm-hmm. By popular demand. Very popular demand. There were a few people that were a bit confused as to why it wasn't in the last episode. But, yes, it is back. So... With the brand new the mission. The confusion should be gone, hopefully. Now, who, who, who's going to be on it? Well, it's Coulson from the forums. Fantastic. Mm. Love that yep. guy. Cool son H. But before we get on to that, I need to remind everyone that Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and TweaksMusic.com. It comes on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com and GamingUnion.net. Actually, Daryl, um, I was just thinking you need to, you should update that and to be like comes out iTunes, Final Fantasy, Union, and the new GamingUnion.net. That's very true. It is mm. the new GamingUnion.net now. We have it's relaunched. Pretty. Actually, there have been a few changes to Final Fantasy Union as well in terms of the commenting system. So, in the past, it was that if you wanted to comment on Final Fantasy Union, you'd have to have a Gaming Union forum account, and that was all interconnected in terms of like if you commented on the forums, it would go towards your um, posts on the site. Whereas now we've kind of um, gone back to how we were before. So Final Fantasy Union is now using Discuss, which is obviously like a, um, a really, really popular universal commenting system that's used on loads of other websites like IGN, CNN, and like like really, really big websites. Um, 
And obviously, if you've got an account on that, you can just post anywhere. Um, Final Fantasy Union is one of those places, but you can also now post on Gaming Union. Um, but we do still have the Final Fantasy forum over at Gaming Union as well on the forums. And, you know, if you want to ask podcast questions or anything like that, you can go over there or you can pop on the for- um, on the main site and we're going to be putting up more threads before episodes now where you can kind of ask your questions and we'll try and make it a bit more relevant to what we're going to talk about so this episode we had some questions about e3 um just kind of so you could get your voice out there and and create some discussion points for us and uh obviously discussion points for you too um so yeah that's that's really great um i think it's really really positive change to to kind of go away from the old commenting system to use one that's a bit more up to date also, on top of that, we're um, currently trying to promote more um, sort of s- spotlights-type articles on FallFantasyUnion.com and KingdomHeartsUnion.com. So we're basically like featuring things like cosplays and um, music and videos, anything you got like from around the web. Um, we're pretty much just each week sort of going through and featuring a bunch of stuff. So, um, if you have anything that you'd like us to feature, if it's a cosplay or fan art or whatever, what have you, um, just email me at lauren at net, and I'll be sure to feature it. If it's good. Come on. Yeah, if it's good. Yeah, we've got standards here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, there is such a thing as a slow week. <laughs> we can't be that picky. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm featuring, um, all sorts of stuff from you guys and, um, Yeah. Yeah, also, um, you know, thanks for everyone who's uh, supporting us on Patreon so far. Um, you know, I was having a few discussions, and uh, I think some of the people that have been going there have been getting a little bit put off. Um, maybe they see, like, how many don- how much people are donating and stuff like that. But, you know, really, just I, th- I think the real focus for us is just making you appreciate that you don't have to donate very much. You know, you, a dollar goes a really long way, and if that's mm. all you can afford... Um, you know, just for one episode, that's that's more enough, and, and every little helps really. So, you know, if you do want to help support us to keep the podcast going and pay for our hosting and all that kind of stuff, then uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash union or um, you know, the link will be in uh, anything that related to the podcast as well, or on our Twitter feed or anything like that. But yeah, just kind of go there, um, find out you know what you're supporting. Obviously, the podcast, um, but you know what the the funding is going to go towards, and um, you know. If you do want to help the show kind of grow and move forward and and uh, keep it going, then then please feel free to um, kind of donate to us. Mm. All donations also, are very also like something I've noticed that people are like I guess overall of Patreon that most people like haven't really like understood is even though like it's a like for like with this podcast like every podcast like you want to donate this much money, like many people have like uh, started doing this. I've noticed where they just will do one large donation because some people would rather be like, okay, I just want to give you like blah money, but I don't want to do like every month or every podcast. So like it, like there's no penalty. Like you can legitimately just sign up, make a account, donate one time and never do it again. Like you're not forced into donating a dollar a month or anything. Yeah. And you can also kind of um, set limits as well. So, you know, if you've got, a, if you want to, as, as Spencer said, you want to just do a one-time donation or you, um, you only want to donate a certain amount a month because um, obviously we do it by episode um, but you it maybe you only want to donate a certain amount per month or maybe you only want to donate from one of the podcasts we do I, I don't know um, you know they, they do enable you to do that you just kind of have to get a bit creative in how you do it um, but you know there are stipulations where you can say well um, yeah I only want to fund one, one of the podcasts um, 
or I want to do every other episode that you you guys are doing. Like you know, it's perfectly possible to do that. Or as Spencer said, you can just do like a one-time donation if that's if that's what you can afford, or if that's what you want to do. They're, they're very flexible on there. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, if anything, you guys can kind of contribute is is more than appreciated. Also, we do have some goodies as well, like just sort of stuff that we will feature you in um, should you choose to donate more like um, you can talk with one of us um, it's one of them um, you get a shout out um, yeah you get to we'll, we'll kind of share all our pre-show notes and stuff like that like what we're going to be talking about in the upcoming episode to try and get you more involved exactly. and obviously you get the podcast early yeah plus you're helping to make weekly podcasts happen which is awesome yes. mm. yes, because that's one then of our once, goals. because once that milestone is reached like imagine what else could just come up like next men uh help us create an uh a fake troy baker why not anything could be happened with these milestones they're ridiculous you can do anything you want anything is possible a hundred million dollars destroy the podcast do you hate this show give us a hundred million (laughs) dollars we will get we will get rid of the show for that much money (laughs) but until then we're now going to talk about e3 it's still going on (laughs) Mm. So yeah, E3. Um, if in case you don't know what E3 is, or you do know what E3 is, but you don't know when it's taking place, um, E3 is obviously the biggest trade show that happens in the video game industry. It's one of the big three. It's it's not in terms of the biggest in terms of attendance. Uh, that's obviously Gamescom, which gets like a quarter of a million people going to it or something stupid. But oh, yeah, it's God. open to the public. Whereas E3 is just trade only. It's the, it's the biggest trade only show, and it's where a lot of the big companies save their announcements for. Um, you know, it's kind of waned a bit in the last couple of years, and people are specialising a bit more. Like you'll see people do announcements at like the VGAs now and stuff like that. But obviously, um, E3, Gamescom, and TGS, Tokyo Game Show, are like the big three. Um, and E3 this year is taking place on the 11th to the 12th of June, with press conferences happening the day before, which is obviously last year where we saw the big bomb about Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm. so what are you guys kind of expecting like as a brief synopsis like what in like a quick short snippet are you really hoping for to see at this E3 what about you Spencer uh, my big one which I've uh, talked about on uh, other podcasts for I am very interested to see who is going to pay Square Enix the most money to see <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts mm. because clearly that was like when you move all the pricing and PlayStation 4 and new system stuff out of the conferences, the one of the biggest reasons uh, I know I'm not like I know I'm not the only one was the Final Fantasy 15 trailer. Like that was like their show-stopping moment. Like no other game got people so hyped than those two games. Like getting shown off for like PlayStation 4 and. If it wasn't for the fact that, like, it's also coming to Xbox, another reason I... Like, and people keep thinking I'm crazy for thinking it could come to Xbox. I'm like, hey, if Final Fantasy thirteen gets, like, showcased off there, like, that's not ridiculous. I mean, Konami is obviously, like, flip-flopped a bunch before there. And also with the fact that Phil Spencer, the new lead at uh, Microsoft and Xbox specifically, he's, like, said, like, he wants to have a big focus on popular Japanese games. He said something is going to be at their press conference you're not expecting, and I would... I think everyone and their mother would be amazed if they saw Final Fantasy XV in Kingdom Hearts there on Xbox One. Yeah, that would be, mm-hmm. like, a really... I mean, obviously, the big thing last year was that everyone assumed it was a PlayStation 4 exclusive. 
Yeah. And you know, even though that was kind of debunked two days later, or yeah, some, or some people later. even still do think that they yeah, just think exactly. they think of it as like I mean, especially like more with Kingdom Hearts to the fact that hey, guys, a system that you've never got anything on here, get the third one. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. So, what about you, Lauren? What are you kind of uh, looking forward to or expecting? Um, well, uh, I definitely um, am looking forward to more stuff on Final Fantasy XV. I really hope that they won't just show the same trailer again, because um, that would be kind of lame. <laughs> like, the same trailer, just the with, time. like, one <laughs> scene that's different. Um, but I do understand that they're kind of, like, really trying to get this uh, game finished. And they've been trying for a long um, time. Yeah. Um, hopefully maybe a release date, like, maybe not, like, an exact release date, but maybe, like, like a, a gauge, like, you know, um, maybe spring 2015 or summer 2016, I don't know, just something like that I'm kind of hoping for. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, I am We don't talk about Kingdom Hearts here. Well... What is that game? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know, like... I, I am kind of hoping that they might they might explore more options with Final Fantasy. I don't know if we'll be seeing any like sort of spin off titles or if they'll be announcing anything like that or maybe something with Final Fantasy fourteen or maybe that's something that they would say for like TGS or something, um, or just the um producers uh live Thing, well, I think I last know. year didn't they do one of them at E3? They, they did yeah, a they, live. Yeah. yeah, they actually had like a surprisingly good uh, live show. Square Enix did like with a lot of interviews and like yeah. I even think I think they even did have Nomura. Whether it be like I think he was actually there. I don't remember exactly, but they had like a interview and stuff with him about the announcement of fifteen and all that other stuff. Also, the the thing you were just kind of like pointing at. I I know we just were like giving crap about Kingdom Hearts. How has Square Enix not done this yet? And like. I, be- I would bet this would be the year to do it. Like, what if the new Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy game, the trailers were one and the same? Like, you just end on a really cool shot of Noctis, and then it just pans out to, like, transitions to, like, a cel-shaded Noctis and, like, fighting along Sora. Wouldn't that, mm. like, make people, like, pee their pants in excitement or something? They would. Yeah. They really would. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people are are really hoping that they're going to see some frozen Kingdom Hearts action. I I don't. I'm like, no thanks. I know. Too, there's too much Frozen going on. It's true, but they're still. That would be a great marketing move on their part. Yeah, it would be. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, people will probably get angry. I I'd be I'd be fine if Frozen was a level, but I feel like if it did. I can only see it being there in, like, Little Mermaid 2 kind of level. Like, we're, oh, mm-hmm. it's Frozen, but you're singing. Only singing. Yeah. Don't do anything fun. Um, but yeah. But other than that, um... You, you're, you're done. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. That, that was a very, very long brief synopsis. Daryl's cutting me off. Yeah. Yeah. All right there, right there Mr. Briefs. going all Oscars Show us your synopsis. I've, I've got to do my synopsis. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously... Fine. um I think everyone's hoping for something from Final Fantasy 15 and something that's new. Mm. Uh, whether or not we're going to see that is another thing, but I, I'm that's what I'd hope for, and I'm really, really want them to kind of say something about Type Zero because it's <laughs> just give it, hey, give it up, man, give hey, it look, up. Look, it's it's I still know. it still is the game that like is probably the most Final Fantasy that we've had in a long time, and I think if we could get that game, it would be a real show of strength to kind of back up the whole Bravey default thing. You know, maybe um, the new CEO, I think Matsuda, like needs something else to kind of like is Drakengar going to do that probably not um, Drakengar 4 
But um, you know, if, if if Type Zero came out and it sold well, that would be like another thing for him to say. Well, yeah, this is the direction we need to go in. But you know, that's that's obviously um, you know wishful thinking. But you know, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Um, that's obviously the big draw of the show. Um, that, that's the big thing that Square Enix have got. Um, from a Final Fantasy perspective coming up, there isn't really anything else. That's the only, apart from Theatrhythm Curtain Call, that's the only other game from the Final Fantasy brand that we know of. Um, mm. I think the weird thing is that they just showed uh, new footage at the Thailand Comic Con, of all places, um, which was which was presented by Hashimoto-san. Um, so I, I think in some ways it's weird because... If they are going to show new stuff at E3, like they could just show that again. In no, which case, they, it's not they, new, w- like, they wouldn't do that. I, it's just weird. Like, I don't why know. would they show new footage well, there? Think about it like this. No, because remember how the, they did the exact same thing with the TGS one, where they had a little bit of new in there. The important thing is, like, people have been a little worried that, oh, it's just going to be like Versus 13 again with 15, where we got one really cool trailer and we haven't heard anything since that. It's like, no, they've been showing us smaller bits of the same trailer, which is above and beyond better than how they were. Because, yeah, Versus 13, we got a cool trailer and Jack. And saw the same trailer again for the next four years. Yeah, and and it was the exact same trailer. The fact that they keep bringing that trailer back, but with a little bit more, that's that's, uh, me, like, uh, what I take away from that is Square Enix saying, okay, we slowly are going to be showing you new stuff. And I really think with that game, they want to show you as little as possible before that game comes out. Yeah, I mean, which, which I think would be good because, like, like we've even talked about before, like, the way Square Enix, like, for the last couple of big games has just been, like, okay, everything. Just throw everything at you. Yeah, I think, I mean, at the moment, obviously, um, last year was a, a big thing for it. Like, they renamed the game. Um, they gave a lot of the ancillary characters names, which before that we didn't really have. Like, we only knew Noctis and Stella. Like, they were the only named characters. Everyone else kind of had nicknames. Uh, whereas last year, obviously, they came out with the names for the characters. They showed the whole spread of who's going to be in the game. Mm. Um, and obviously, the brand new trailer. It just, it, this year, because that whole thailand comic con thing was so close to e3 i think either they're going to show that or they're going to show something completely different mm. i just it seems a bit strange like the timing of that because they must have known that everyone else is gonna kind of see that I was almost... the trailer was the trailer released by square enix actually i don't well, yeah it was it was the presentation was done by hashimoto he's like the oh yeah person. i mean because they've done that before but i know like sometimes they'll do those and like they won't release it because people like daryl will think oh this is this worries me this trailer well i i i don't know i think it might have been just more leaked yeah it was because i don't think they were supposed to really film it <laughs> i don't know which is what makes me kind of think that maybe they won't do anything new for E3. Like if People, it wasn't stop leaking they... things. You're worrying, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they were going to do anything new, they'd probably do it for TGS. I would have thought. Oh I... no! No one in Japan cares about TGS unless you're Gree. No one. TGS is dead yeah, pretty... unless you're a mobile game. TGS is pretty. Yeah. Um, but, especially um, like Square Enix don't really support it anymore either yeah I mean but, well, the only companies who are there like I said are Green and Konami the two biggest mobile companies in Japan other than that though I think that it would be interesting if they announced something like I don't know which one they would do now because obviously Final Fantasy X has already been done but um, 12. like a new HD 12 is the only one they have left to do really yeah although like who's the producer who kept teasing it was it Katase 
Um, yeah, I think like yeah, because they kept asking about news. Like, like, well, oh, we, like, we, yeah, we yeah. gotta Fandom see who it does. Fan- yeah, like fan- Fandom Air might as well be like lighting a piece of poop on front of your doorstep <laughs> right now, Kataze, and that poop just says, "Give me that game," because everyone who wants that game has bought a copy and then some. Either but, that or just I don't know. I mean, but is that something you really announce at E3? We like? always no, we always that is not. With. I mean, like because like take take away from that. It, like what did we? Yeah, the TGS. Like, like the only reason I think we even saw the ten announcement at TGS was just because the fact that Sony wanted something to show off on Vita. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, obviously. So, um, kind of with some comments that we have from the community. Uh, Benny Chen asked, "Is Final Fantasy 15 only appearing on pe- PlayStation 4 and Xbox One? Like, is it coming on the old generations or Wii U?" Um, yeah, so that, I guess that kind of goes back to what we were saying before. Like, there is a bit of confusion about what platforms it's going on, especially because of how other developers and publishers are kind of doing cross-generation releases. Um, but yeah, as far as we know, Final Fantasy 15 is only planned for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One. But anything can happen, really. Like, yeah. you know, well, I mean, also they ha- they haven't said no. People exactly. have asked Square Enix about it, and they've been like, right now we're only talking about the blah 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 version of the game, and. I mean, the cynical person in me, which is also honestly the realist in this uh, situation, would be, do I see uh, 15, the version you're getting on next-gen, the same one coming to Wii U? No. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if like one of Nintendo's big, big games is, hey, here's a game that's coming out this fall, no one's ever heard of it, and it's a prequel to Final Fantasy XV. Because, because they have that whole old engine... I wouldn't be surprised if they like had some smaller studio subtracted by Square and Nintendo worked out, and that engine from Versus can easily, easily run on the Wii U because it's more powerful than the PS3. Yeah, and I guess that would kind of fill their quota of the uh, Fabio Nova Crystallis. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Mm-hmm. Then you like it would be a good way of appeasing people while at the same time something you didn't really expect. Because I mean, for all intents and purposes. Even fifteen could really run on Wii U. Wii U, Wii U like look at Mario it's, Mario Kart. It, Mario is Kart is it, a um, good looking game. Is it using the Crystal Tools engine or is it? It is. So well, that, that means it could come on anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Crystal Tools even is on PS3. It's on yeah. fourteen. It's like the whole purpose of it was that it was supposed to be used on every single platform. Like they could mm. port to whatever they want, whenever they want. So. I guess the question is at the moment is or the answer is at the moment is PS4, Xbox One, but I guess it's going to depend on market share. Like when when they're when they're planning on releasing it. Do you guys think anyone uh, is going to force them to make a PC version of it just because of how much success they've had bringing I, over I PCs? I don't know actually because like Square Enix have been one of the ones that have been a bit apprehensive. Like a lot of the other Japanese publishers are now taking Although the PC a bit more seriously. You say that, but like the the amount of re-releases they're doing on the pc at the moment they obviously well, yes, see that but there's the amount some of work kind of on that is so there. much lower than like bringing a new yeah. game to it but, like you've I mean, got ha- obviously uh, like um konami releasing um stuff on pc like with revengeance you've got tecmo like tecmo doing stuff with like dynasty wars appearing on pc mm-hmm. now you've got uh namco who obviously very like strongly supporting the pc now following the success of dark souls so like it, I think it's something they will definitely consider. Like Square Enix are a company that just think about money. Like that's where their decisions are made. Like which console is this going to go on, or where is it going? Where are we going to get the best returns for it? So if if they can see that there's a market for the PC, like I don't see why they wouldn't. No. I mean, heck, they're releasing it on the Xbox One, a system they don't even have yet in their own country. 
Yeah. I mean, like, obviously... clearly they're, they're like they're willing to port things just through the fact that. I mean, I was I like I was not ever surprised that like the Xbox One uh, version of 15 was announced. I was surprised that it got announced worldwide because even as we're speaking now, the Xbox One isn't even out until September in Japan. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is but, ridiculous. So um, another comment we had was from Soppy Row. Soppy Row. I sorry if I've. You're on Twitter, um, and they said uh, they're hoping to see like a full trailer for Final Fantasy 15 that's mostly new and full of fresh and exciting stuff. And I think we're all kind of on board with that. Yeah, I'm not. Spencer wants to see nothing. No, no, no. I'm. I actually. I, I've talked about this with people. Like when I get excited for E3, I get excited for the live gameplay demos that they either like have during their press conferences or like at other events and stuff. And that would you, be a coup. Like I know you were talking earlier about like who's going to spend the most money. Yeah, if they that's had what Final I'm thinking. Fantasy I'm saying if you're going to, yeah, conference. if you're going to pay the money to get like one of the biggest like next gen JRPG games, you might as well just be like, guys, we want to go all out, like a live demo for like ten minutes of just like seeing, like even if it was the battle from the trailer we saw last year, if we just saw uncut gameplay of that whole battle like unfold, people would go crazy. They would. Mm. Nomura on stage. Yeah, let him play with his crazy pants and hair. <laughs> Belts. Belts. Um, I guess the other kind of the elephant in the room that Lauren kind of talked about earlier is, is the release date. Like for me, it's too early. I, I mean, there have been lots of rumors going around because of Square Enix's uh, financial reports. Like they're only saying they're going to sell 12 million games in the next fiscal year. Final Fantasy F- uh, 15 clearly isn't included in that because it's if it was, that'd be sad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. You know that that's a bit un- underselling from themselves, um, which means that really it's going to come out latter half of 2015, early part of 26. I think that's when we're going to see it. So I think release date's probably too premature this year because it's not going to come out in the next 12 months. But no, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they announce it, even though if it's coming out so early. I mean, look, they just announced Halo for next next fall. Yeah, but that's Microsoft. I, I think like with. That Microsoft hit their deadlines. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel like hasn't like hasn't like no. You're right. Square Enix really like they like keeping you as vague as possible when it comes to their release dates. Until, yeah, like, six they, months. And prior. they never really they never seem to really hit them. Like if if you think Final Fantasy Ten HD, like that that was a kind of a low risk project really. Like and they yeah. they barely hit their release win like release window. Isn't like, it, it crazy? Like, like we were in fall last year, last year, not even like six months ago, where we were like, it could still make it this year. It could, it, this is an HD collection. It, you're right. It's so it's so stupid. Like how they how they handle their releasing like of their games. Like I don't know if they like keeping it in the oven as long as possible, yeah. or if they really just hate telling. And then us they early. release it exactly the same time as their other big game. Oh. But anyway, um, <laughs> I guess I guess the the interesting thing with that is obviously they do have to weigh up Kingdom Hearts three as well. That's going to be a big seller for them. Yeah. And they I don't think they've ever really released them in the same year. They kind of stagger them about a bit obviously because they need to kind of balance their profits they'd probably um, be like six months apart i'd say having I'd, them in the same year is important for them I reckon, and they've said that i reckon that one well because obviously don't forget about the japanese western split so it might be that one of them um how does kingdom hearts does kingdom hearts usually get a, a very a quite a close release date between mm, kingdom hearts as of now gets around six to nine months so it might be that they um that's maybe that one comes earlier or later because um, Final Fantasy usually appear, like comes around December time doesn't it 
and then it gets a Western release around February, March. I still don't get why Square Enix is so backwards. Like, like smaller studios like Atlas, I get, yeah, Persona's going to take a while to bring over. You don't have that many... Square Enix is, like, even with all the crap they've gotten, they're such a huge studio. How can they not release games worldwide translated? Like, they started the same they did, time as development. and then they stopped doing it. Yeah. Like, because wasn't 12, like, last, same The day? last Remnant was World War release. No, I mean, like, with Final Fantasy. Wasn't 12 uh, same day? No, we, I think Europe had to wait a bit for that. Okay, well, I mean, like with North America, at least. No, like not, know. like not to, cr- like not to crap on, so. not to crap on Europe, but like releasing a game like worldwide, or even if it's just North America and Japan, like that does big. Like Metal Gear Solid, ever since two, has always been for the most part, not counting Europe, like same at least month released. Which is good, because, like, those games that are really heavy on story, like Final Fantasy, people don't like waiting six months on the well, internet. Whereas, especially nowadays, like, you can't... Like, we've like, had like, it so Lauren, many times. Like, when... Lauren, do you remember when Lightning Returns came out, and you were like, mm-hmm. when we were recording podcasts, you were like, yeah, I saw the ending. And I'm like, I got, I got four months till this game comes <laughs> out. You've seen the ending. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's one of the big things that we... The, the problem we have, like, as soon as the game comes out in Japan, everyone starts tweeting at us about what happens at the end. It's like... Yeah. Well, and, ex- and especially now, because now, both these systems, you're going to be able to live stream on. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can spoil myself with Watch Dogs right now. Yeah. It's not even out till next week. When Lightning Returns first came out, um, there was already high-res GIFs on uh, Tumblr of, like, the ending... And it was just like, oh, great, thanks. Okay, yeah. great. Um, I'll, ju- I'll yeah. just be but off yeah. the internet for the next half of a year. It's pretty much the only way. Taking it back, though, I, I mean, I personally, I don't know how you guys, I, I don't feel it's going to be a release date or a release window. Like, if they show yeah. it, it's just going to be a kind of blanket. I want to hope, though. Spencer, what do you reckon? What's your prediction? Um, at first, like I said, yeah, I was expecting a window, but honestly, now after going back and looking at things, I'd say we're lucky to get a year. Yeah, <laughs> a year, a year, like not a window, not a month, a year. I think they're just going for the whole decade of development. <laughs> Sometime before three thousand. Yeah. So, um, I guess the next big game that we can talk about is like the whole, well, the the dual game of Type Zero and Agito. So, obviously, you know, Type Zero is a bit strange in in terms of it's been out quite a while now in Japan, and they've they've kind of stopped talking about it completely now yeah um but agito obviously just came out in japan and agito is basically the prequel to type zero it's it's a bit of a weird one in terms of uh so obviously they announced final fantasy agito 13 that then got repurposed as type zero because they moved it from mobile platforms and kind of changed the scope of the project and all that stuff then once type zero kind of came out as like a mini franchise with the types they then went back and started recreating Agito, how it was kind of meant to be originally on mobile phones again. Just ditched 13, though. Um, so it's now basically yeah, a prequel to Type Zero, but it's on the iPhone Android. Um, does like how does it play actually? Because I've seen it, but I don't think I've actually. It's a seen bit what interesting. It looks like. It's uh, you rely a lot on friends and stuff. Very social. Yeah, it's it's like it, it's, uh, it's it's yeah, it's all about friends and uh, kind of connecting and yeah. stuff like that. So. And you do yeah. like missions, kind of like how you do with um, Final Fantasy, but almost like fourteen. Really, oh, that does not sound exciting like, at all. Yeah, well, I guess the like. Fr- I mean, I've just written an article about Final Fantasy Union, so if you want to go on 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 there to kind of read more about my thoughts, feel free. But um, I'm I'm quite optimistic in in the sense that like 
Type Zero, it was localized. We know that, um, but it it wasn't released because of logistics issues, and which was basically that they didn't think it was going to sell very well because of the attach rates in the West for the PSP and all the piracy and all that stuff. Um, but you know, Agito, um, the director Tabata's basically said it's being localized, and because it's on the iPhone and Android, there's so much less risk from Square Enix. They could, if it's being localized, they can release that no problem whatsoever. Yeah. Like, and if it doesn't sell, it's not really cost them anything. No. Yes, but, it, but how? But how would they re- like release it? What do you mean? Like, they've released quite a lot of iPhone games. Like, it's no, no, no. I mean, like, so that's what I mean. Like, so you think it would just be the iPhone version? Yeah, I don't see why why they wouldn't why they do anything different. Like, it's because that's what it's I feel like Square Enix's fans when they hear Square Enix just announced a new game. Sweet. Is it on consoles? Oh, it's on a phone? I don't care. Like, well, that's a big thing I hear a lot. Like, I think if, the problem like is that, they would um, probably get more sales, I bet, if they put it on, like, 3DS and Vita than if they put it on iPhone. I think the problem is that Square Enix have... Uh, it's, it's a difficult one, because um, obviously they've released quite a lot of iPhone games, and obviously there have been some crossovers, like Theatrum is one. Um, obviously there was Final Fantasy ATB, and, and they have all the um, the remakes and stuff that are coming on the iPhone 2. And as far as I can tell, they sell really well on the iPhone. Like, there are a lot of casual gamers out there and a lot of people who are, are kind of willing to experience it for the first time. And I think, like, Lauren, even right now, is a yeah. good example because, you know, she had the option of buying um, Ace Attorney, uh, Phoenix Wright on yeah. on the DS or on the iPhone. She just went for the iPhone yeah. it's a lot easier. I actually have become... A, I know I've always been sort of um, an... Um, an advocate for console gaming, obviously, but, um, like, playing the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney game on my iPhone has just been so nice, because, like, I could just walk anywhere and still have the game on me, and I have to worry about charging up the, like, 3DS or I think doing anything, like, it's, it's, kind it's of my phone, so... Yeah, like, um, with the whole Nintendo and... The only thing, Sony. though, about it is the fact that, like... I don't feel like I'm being... I don't feel like they're stealing my money, if that's a way to put it. Like, it has to be done right. Like, with Phoenix Wright, basically what it is is that you can either choose to buy the cases individually or you buy the whole set. So that's three whole games, about, like, four cases, four or five cases each. And that's only 12 pounds, um, it's like I don't know. A game, basically. Yeah, and it's just fantastic. Like, I mean, I have fantastic. Not that well, we're advocating other game series here. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the, um, I mean, it looks really nice. Um, it sounds really nice. It um, plays really well. I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah, I, really. th- I think um, my my theory is that. Um, and it was Square Enix France got into a bit of a sticky situation because uh, they kind of they were responding to some tweets about Agito and Type Zero, and they kind of said, "Oh, keep your eye on E3. There's going to be a few surprises," which which got the rumor mill kind of starting up a little mm. bit. And I I don't like, because of the iPhone and the Android obviously popularity. It's a very big market share. It's Final Fantasy. Um, I think Agito would work on there. I think just the whole problem is that they can't release one without the other because yeah. because they are connected. It's like, well, great, you're playing Agito. It's the prequel to a, a game you're never going to see. So what's yeah. the point? 
Whereas if they actually release Type Zero, maybe they can restyle the phones as well, or maybe that will come on the, probably the Vita if it was going to come out. Do you do you guys think now? Because I've only dabbled, like I played a demo of Type Zero. I really haven't ever played or looked into it that much due to the fact that even though it's a game I doubt we'll ever ever get, and I've just given up. <clears throat> uh, do you guys think the game is deep enough that it would be worth? to remake as maybe a digital game for the new like next generation uh, next generation of consoles i don't think it's worth waiting that long like <clears throat> it would just i i think they're gonna get in a very difficult position because obviously they they, they planned it as its own trilogy or a um mini series inside the fabian and nova Crystal. so like, if they start releasing more games they can especially in this day and age they're gonna get in a pretty weird situation if they start releasing them out of sync and stuff like that and I guess you know it has. It's happened in before in the past in terms of like where the West has got game games later in the series and they kind of have to catch up in their own way. It's no different from Mass Effect on the PS3, really. Like, mm. yeah, they kind of got shafted there a bit because they just didn't get the first one. And they kind of had to play a bit of a catch up in that weird. Well, we got that. We got that yeah. sweet comic though. It was worth yeah. it. Um, but I think yeah, if if it's going to come out over here and they're going to make an announcement, I reckon it will be an announcement for both of them. I don't necessarily know what the platforms are going to be. It might be that they both get put on the Vita, like as a as a dual package or something like that. Um, but I think, you know, again, the gameplay is going to be very different for both of them, so that might be a bit of a um, bit yeah. of a barrier. But yeah, in terms of the comments, uh, we had a quite a few comments about Type Zero, so obviously people still haven't forgotten about it. Um, Demo Varman said. Uh, I would love for Square Enix to announce a Western release for a Gito or Type Zero. That would be a huge win for E3 for me. And uh, Kathal MMC on Twitter said, "I would love an announcement of Final Fantasy Type Zero for the rest of the world." So, you know, clearly, even though it's been quite a while, um, people are still kind of interested in Type Zero. And I think, if, as uh, Spencer was saying, like if, if Sony can make some kind of announcement for that, that's an exclusive. Like that's not going to go on any other platform, really. I mean, no. I'm just thinking like. I don't know. I feel like a company like Sony would kind of view at least putting it at E3. Like maybe they would have it and just not tell anyone. I feel like that's something like no one is going to care about. Like the ninety percent of people at a Sony They've press got conference for will not Vita, care. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they, they, they will. Like, but they like Sony has even said the Vita. Like the Vita is basically going to be getting as much attention as the PS3 will at this year's conference. It's all about PS4. Although I don't know, because like the Vita has really sort of proven itself. I oh mean, no, yeah, like, it, it's it's made its own market. Even though yeah. people, some people consider it a failure. If you own it, you are aware that it is like not a system with like few games. It is bursting with games. You just gotta find that niche yeah, and, and I, have all your I games. I love, I love. The I Vita. think it's it's very different from the PSP, just because it's so connected. Like I think Sony have done so well, and, and Nintendo could really learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sony have done so well to connect all their different devices like the PS3 the Vita and the PS4 work so well together Yeah. and I think the fact that many of the games that you can get these days like you know I was just playing Stick It to the Man on PS4 but you can also get it on Vita and I think you can also get it on the PS3 too mm-hmm. like there are so many connected um, experiences that you can enjoy but the Vita does have its own games as well that yeah. are of high quality and I think that's probably where I don't know the PSP kind of fell down, um, but they, you know it was their first attempt, so yeah. it was the same with like Nintendo. But even really. the ports as well. I mean, Final Fantasy X HD has really uh, 10, 10 HD has really proven itself on the Vita. I mean, 
I actually, like, honestly prefer the um, HD collection on the Vita than I probably would have on yeah. the oh, PlayStation yeah, 4. Think, you know, obviously the PSP had the capacity to play Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII, mm. and a lot of people did that, but I think just the connectivity, like, how easy it is to do on the Vita, like, how yeah. how simple the system is, and I, I think, you know, obviously it's, it's, yeah, it's done really well. I think the big thing for me and I and I'm, this is really not going to happen, but you know, if Square Enix Square Enix needs to put something out for Final Fantasy, like it's there is nothing to look forward to at the moment apart from Final Fantasy 15. And and in the past, they've always kind of had something like whether it will be the Crystal Chronicles franchise or like Final Fantasy Fables or the Crisis. Like, like the Final I Fantasy totally compilation. totally disagree with you. By the way. They, well, they, 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 the Square Enix have like nothing going on from no, the Japanese they do. market. Well, yeah, for the Japanese market, but honestly, like we've talked about before, the Japanese market is totally changing and dwindling as it is now. I feel like it's good because, I mean, no offense, I'm pretty Final Fantasy'd out. I mean, I'm not sick of the series, I'm still hyped for 15. We had three games in a row every month, like, this year. That's crazy. And they're huge games. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, I, w- I would like to go the rest of this year weird, with no other um, main Final Fantasy game. I, I don't necessarily have a, a problem with the spin-offs, though. Like, I, I enjoyed the Crystal Chronicles franchise, and I think it's nice that it's such a different side of it, that it's completely independent and it can kind of do its own thing. See, I, I guess it's... Cu- I think it's just because even though, for the most part, not counting 14 as a main game just in this like context, like, every Final Fantasy game we've gotten so far is a very long in very very like hardcore RPG type system. Yeah. I mean like Whereas even opposed if it was to like, like a new Dissidia or something like that like oh, don't it's... tease me Daryl. Tease me. <laughs> I need that I need that Vita Dissidia. That's that want that more than a type 0 even I though just that's think never if, been announced. If, if there was something that I was I would want to anticipate not that they would announce it E3 because typically those kind of games happen in like a Famitsu reveal or something like that but just something a bit extra from yeah. what we're getting because like Theatrhythm is fun but it's no different from the first game really it just added a bit more stuff and from what we understand it's just it's basically just the iPhone expanded version <laughs> that's just coming back to the 3DS um, but yeah anyway moving on Final Fantasy 14 so um, obviously since last E3 Final Fantasy 14 has been a revelation you know, mm-hmm. it's made every other MMO yeah. look like crap. You, you had the release of Aram Reborn around last August. Um, they've had like amazing figures for pretty much everything. Like the beta broke records. They announced like two million users playing the game. Um, and from what I experienced at Square Enix at E3, they often do have like a be- a decent showcase for their MMOs, especially with Final Fantasy XIV was coming out. Final Fantasy XI still kind of got a little bit of uh, thing when I was when I was going back way back when. Um, so what do you what do you kind of think is next for Final Fantasy fourteen? We had a few questions about are they gonna have like a three point naught? Um, you know, like is that gonna come? Will they announce it here? Probably I don't think they probably will. I think this would actually be I I've been kind of middle grounding with like the fact that I'm out of all of us, I'm the one who's been putting the most time into fourteen just because 'cause I've just been playing it more which is nice having it just downloadable, I can just pop it on whatever a PS4. But they've been adding so much content to like their patches. Like there's a reason people are so excited all the time about fourteen. It's cause their patches aren't like any other game's patches. Like 
for the most part, every couple of months, they're adding a lot of content for free, which makes a lot of people not regret the fact that it's one of the few MMOs, not counting World of Warcraft, that is like still a subscription-based one. So I feel like if they did announce an expansion, they'd have to really blow us out of the water. Like, I'm talking, okay, more story now, as well as here's three new classes and a brand new section of the world to, like, check out. But, like, then on the other hand, I'm like, well, also, I'd be cool if they just keep adding dungeons and exploring, like, the world as it is now with just their smaller, I mean, more frequent has, updates. I mean, has it got to the point where the story's kind of getting a bit old? Uh, or are they kind of adding more story missions at the same time as well? They they have they haven't been adding story missions, but I think that's fine just to the fact that most people are at end game, and so they've just been pushing in game content. I mean, I think right. So if we if we're looking at how they treated Final Fantasy Eleven, I guess other MMOs as well. Like there is typically and fourteen is a bit different because obviously this is already the second incarnation. Like it's a very strange scenario to be in in the first place, but. It wouldn't surprise me if there was a an expansion announced. Maybe to release towards the end of this year or the start of twenty fifteen. Like that would be a, a probably a good time. Like what would besides like more st- like continuing the story? Well, I guess like level? what have they done in like all nine of their expansions for eleven? Like oh, it's basically just been exactly a large, like a new, large areas, new area, new story. They'll new add like classes. new gameplay features. I guess as you said though with 14 like they are adding so many new things all the time with their um uh, whatever 2.1 or 2.2 the 2.3 is coming soon right yeah yeah 2.3 is like coming i think by the end of the month or really soon and and they're adding big things to those those elements but um i feel like that team seriously that team must be just like the the golden goose at Square Enix because mm-hmm. it's the game that's undoubtedly making them the most money and is giving them the most like good word of mouth just do the fact that for the most part everyone who ever talks about that game loves that game yeah there's like no negativity around it whatsoever they have done such an amazing job it's it's the shining light really in the company from a japanese perspective because um everything else is kind of just like the i mean we harp on tarama a lot but he's he's really kind of beaten the enthusiasm out of people for yeah. like the main series of the game. Also, this is going to sound kind of weird, but I actually noticed a raise in players after Elder Scrolls Online came out because I found a lot of players checked out Elder Scrolls, were really like kind of underwhelmed and ended up coming back or ended up buying a copy of 14. <laughs> Cuz I mean, really those are the two big name new yeah. MMOs. Yeah. Like there's like, a the lot Old of Republic is kind of Flander, yeah. It, it it has its audience, but like it's not anything that's going to be competition. Yeah, it's just Final Fantasy. Just has that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. I think it's that whole thing as well. Like, um, you know, it's the comeback story. Because... Oh yeah, everyone loves it. As well as the fact that, like you were saying, Lauren, it's Final Fantasy. People love that. Also, another reason. MMO people love it because it's not just a great yeah. Final Fantasy game. And I think I even said this when I reviewed it. It's a great MMO. And those yeah. two things, like, mesh together perfectly, like, even in a way that, in my opinion, surpasses how Eleven worked. Yeah, I just think it's, like, so accessible. And I hope that it stays that way. I hope it doesn't really go the way of Final Fantasy Eleven, where, like, at the moment... I mean, granted... It's been going a long time. It's been going on for 12 years, but, I mean, like, Ten the fact that, like... Now, we'll be getting expansions for 14. The fact that, like, no one... The fact that, like, 
it's really hard in order to pick it up now. Like, it's, um, there's next to no one going into, like, the beginner areas anymore. And um, it's really hard to level up and that sort of thing. Well, That's what I'm really hoping it's, it's doesn't happen. It's got to that point where Square Enix are just kind of, they'll keep it going as long as it carries on making the money. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, until uh, once 15's done, 16's done, then 17 online, people will get excited for. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so the comment about, um, I kind of skipped the name, but the comment about Final Fantasy 14 3.0 is from Skyrate Glad mm. on, uh, on Final Fantasy Union. But, you know, we did have an interesting question or kind of statement uh, for us in general for the press coverage, and it's from Billy Jackson on the forum, um, on the site, who said... Uh, is it an accurate prediction to say that Square Enix E3 2014 is pretty much Final Fantasy 15 or bust? Mm. Mm, not counting, uh, obviously, ignoring the Westerns. Ignoring the Western as well, because obviously Square Enix yeah. have some big stuff for the Western side. But yeah, no, I mean, um, Square Enix have already sent out a survey for like Kingdom Hearts um, 2.5, 2.5 HD remix. They basically asked fans. What do you want to see at E3? The game. Um, except <laughs> for, except don't say anything about Kingdom Hearts 3. We will skip all of your questions about Kingdom Hearts 3. So, at least of anything, we know that we're seeing Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD. So, we'll just send them a link to his review of 1.5. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And <laughs> I was actually just thinking something. Uh, I, I know you were basically saying, Square, like in general, Square Enix, is it all about Final Fantasy 15? No. Everyone is forgetting, and I bet Daryl and Lauren don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Square Enix's ace in the hole is Just Cause 3. If they announce Just Cause 3 and show that it's got like 16 plus multiplayer of just dudes ziplining across an island and it looks gorgeous, I bet that is well, their the, ace in the hole. The potential for the new Hitman as well. Mm. And then the new DSX. Yeah, like. And, and the new and Tomb Raider. Raider. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Square Enix, like, seriously, like. Like I, unless you forgot to put, is it jar, JRPG wise Final Fantasy fits in your bus? Yeah, for the most part. But Square Enix, oh my, I, I mean, forget and new sleep and their new sleeping dogs is yeah, supposed I mean, to be I was there as say, well. Let's let's not forget that Square Enix have a ton of Western studios and they haven't announced a new IP oh, for a long time. So mm. there so there is a lot of potential for an IDOS kind of based studio to come out with a brand new property that could just seriously. Be... Why does Square Enix not have a press conference? They used to. That was a lot. Like, what was that? Their last one, 06, I, maybe? I, no, no, no. I, I went to a press conference in 2009. It was, it was, it wasn't a public press conference. It was yeah, an they, actual they've press, never, press they've conference. Yeah, they've never, they've never actually been, uh, I don't think they've ever actually even released video of the press conferences, but no, oh, yeah, I forgot. They did them up to 2009. That's crazy. That's that like, it's one. like when you'll see videos of like Konami's original E3 conferences. Those were, those were a treat. Yeah, 99 <laughs> nights, everyone. Yeah. 99 nights. <laughs> So that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, that's where e- all E3'd out. And um, obviously this episode's coming out on the next Tuesday, well, today, um, which is still a quite a way from E3. But uh, So many things can happen because we've seen a lot of companies now preempting E3, um, especially Microsoft, trying to kind of steal And Ubisoft. Yeah. Mm. Um, so kind of anything can happen between now and then. And hopefully we get plenty of stuff to talk about after E3. Mm. hopefully fingers crossed definitely fingers crossed and we'll probably have a similar kind of style episode back then to talk about kind of the fallout let's say of everything that happened or didn't happen 
There there will definitely not be an emergency show if nothing happens. (laughs) We need to get both shows together to talk about how underwhelming this year was. (laughs) Expectations versus reality. Worst E3 ever. Yeah, yeah, so our music from this episode comes from... uh, Wait, 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 wait. Quiz! Before we... I was gonna gonna say, when's that come? Is that the end? Nope, we're skipping over it. Um, yeah, so we're now going to go on to the Final Fantasy quiz, which is with Colson from the forums. Hey, Colson, welcome to Final Fantasy Union. How's it going? It is great going here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to today? Anything exciting? Um, I watched a meteor shower last night, and that was pretty exciting. Mm. I'm also impressed because we've asked you that question two times even before recording, and you're still yeah. very, very positive about it. So it must be it, was, it was a good time. Yeah. Hopefully you did get enough sleep there. Uh, I got good enough <laughs> sleeping in. That helps. Yeah. Yeah, especially because today's a big day. You are part of the Final Fantasy Union quiz, so yeah. you know you need to be on top form. Mm. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. So uh, you know we've had uh, quite a few people entering in the uh, competition now. Um, do you feel prepared? Do you know after listening to the kind of questions that be, we've been asking other people? I feel if I get a good few right, I'll be happy. You're gonna get the momentum going, mm-hmm. right? So, um, what kind of what's your Final Fantasy history like? When did you start playing? So I started. I really uh, started playing Kingdom Hearts um, since the beginning, and then I got into Final Fantasy because of Kingdom Hearts. And uh, my first game was actually Final Fantasy VII, which I got from the library. Aww. And <laughs> So playing that one, and then I just went into playing the new ones past that one. So that's a pretty sick library, though. I wish yeah, I, I could get a Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII. VII. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting route, though, because I don't think we've uh, like too many people. Well, that are kind of um, we've had on the show, or just any we know really have, have gone down the Kingdom Hearts route. You know, mm. Lauren has theorized that there are quite a lot of people that were introduced to Final Fantasy because of Kingdom Hearts, and it's, mm. it's nice to actually hear from someone who's uh, kind of ventured into the series because of Kingdom Hearts. Because I don't think many people really appreciate the the impact that Kingdom Hearts probably had on the Final Fantasy franchise. Yeah, definitely, definitely did for me. <laughs> so uh, we've got E three coming up pretty soon. What are you hoping for? I'm hoping for uh, more news about Final Fantasy XV. Uh, potentially a release year would be amazing. Yeah. And uh, more if on that. like a five-year p- period. It could release <laughs> from 2015 to 2020. I think five is a bit, stretch, <laughs> bit of a stretch. They still wouldn't have hit it. Yeah, I know. Sadness. So yeah, that, well, I think that's pretty on point. You know, many people are, I think, obviously expecting Final Fantasy fifteen news. Um, mm-hmm. but that's the big one, really. Mm. And Kingdom Hearts three. I just have a feeling there's going to be a please be patient. I know. Although oh, they said we're going to have some surprises. So oh, yeah, they excited. did say there's going to be surprises. So you never know. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's get on to the quiz. Woo-hoo. So if you're listening to the quiz and you aren't familiar with the rules, it's time to get you up to speed. Um, Colson is going to be asked ten questions. And we will only take his first answer. So if he kind of ums and ahs, that's fine. But if he says something and then ums and ahs, that's not cool. Okay. Um, you have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you can of the 10. And so obviously if you don't know the answer, have a little think about it. But um, skip it as quickly as possible if you're not confident. Uh, obviously, like the quicker you can pass over those bad ones, they eat up seconds as mm. we've seen in the past. 
Um, you get 10 points for every correct answer you get. And if you manage to get through all 10, which has happened, uh, you get every single second left on the clock added onto your score. So, again, like, you know, if you can skip a few questions if you're not confident, uh, but you manage to get all the way through, that could work in your favor. Sounds so, good. at the moment, the top of the leaderboard is 70, which was Arvis, our second contestant. And whoever's at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the year is going to win a lovely prize. Hmm. Yeah. But just before we begin, I want to remind you that the questions that we're going to ask you are from a range of Final Fantasy topics, which have been crafted from our brains here on the Final Fantasy Union staff. <laughs> um, and they have been randomly selected. Uh, there are some that are harsh, but we're trying not to be too harsh. You know, we're, mm. we're nice and fair. Mm. Harsh, hope. but fair. Yeah, harsh, but fair. I hope too. <laughs> so, are you ready? I am ready. Right, Lauren, start the clock. Who is the name, or who is Lightning's sister? Uh, oh, come on. Um, Lightning's sister, how do I not know this? Uh, it's, 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 okay, skip it. Name two of the Final Fantasy VII Turks. Um, Rude, and skip that one too. What relation is Sid to Balthier in Final Fantasy XII? His brother. Who is Aerith's father? Uh, I have no idea. Which two recurring characters also appear in Star Wars? Um, who's in Star Wars? Uh, skip that one. Who is Lady Donna's guardian? Uh, guardian? Who would be guardian? Skip that one. <laughs> what does Garnet change her name to? Um, she changed her name to... Stop. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> I just want to give you a hug. Oh, that's not so good. But, you know, at least you tried. Yeah. I tried. I mean, it is hard. It is hard coming on here. And... Yeah, I don't think people really appreciate sometimes how difficult it is to answer these things under pressure. And I'm sure when we go through the answers, you're just going to think, oh my. That's... I know. But. But yeah, so, Laura, do you want to go through um, how Colson did? Sure. Um. <laughs> Well, you did. You didn't get any right, but That's okay. it, a for effort, you know. Yeah. Um. So the first question was, uh, what was Lightning's sister? That was Sarah. Um, right. You got rude in the next one, which was uh, named two Final Fantasy Seven Turks. But the other possible ones were Reno saying Elena and Rufus. We had Rufus in there. Yeah. The gray one. Temporary. Yeah. We weren't we weren't counting anybody from Crisis Core, but that's fine. You didn't you didn't say anybody from Crisis Core. Um, the third one was uh, who? Uh, what is the relation of Sid to Balthier in Final Fantasy XII? And that was his father, and you said brother. Um, the next question, which was really hard, was um, about uh, who was Aerith's father? That was Professor Gast. Which isn't very memorable. It is. Um, they have a whole scene in Ice Glim. It's very sweet. And it's very touching, and... but... The, yeah. <laughs> what else? Anyways, her name was the Lady O'Knight to me, so, you know, <laughs> anything could happen. Um, number five, which recurring character also appear in Star Wars? Um, it's two of them. They are Biggs and Wedge. And then really? the last question was, who is Lady Donna's guardian? And that was Bartello! Bartello. Yeah. What a man. <laughs> and major fanboy of Arin. 
just like I am. So yeah, that's oh, we, we did get the last question as well in there as well, and that was what uh, does Garnet change her name to? And the answer oh, is yes. Dagger. Mm. That's from Final Fantasy IX. So yes, how many of those did you think you should have known? I definitely should have known Sarah. Um, I don't know why that was not in my mind. I, I was kind of just like think, just skip it, skip I it, know. skip it. But yeah. you started, you started going, and I was like, oh, you got it, you got it, you got it. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the Star Wars one, Bix and Wedge, they're in pretty much every game. Yeah, but they're not in. Or are they in the later games? Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. Because I feel well, like they they're. Have cameos. They are in um, in Final Fantasy VIII quite a bit more. And they're in Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII. VII. They're in Final Fantasy... Well, they're in Lightning Returns mm. as well. Mm. They're usually in there. Chilling out. Doing mm. something strange. It's true. So, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate that you didn't manage to get any right. But, you know, as Laura said, A for effort. You know, it's it's really not easy to come on here and answer uh, all these questions under pressure. Mm. Um, sometimes, you know, you kind of just have that thing that clicks in the back of your mind and it just kind of... You just know the answer for some reason, but sometimes, you know, you just, it doesn't come to you as you found with the first one. Right. Yeah. It's just a bit unfortunate. But anyway, if you know, if you're listening to the show and you'd like to take part in the Final Fantasy quiz, there are numerous ways to apply. Um, you can tweet us at, at Final Fantasy Union, send us a message on Facebook, which is forward slash Final Fantasy Union, or respond to any of our communications. So, like, um, uh, replying to the podcast on FinalFantasyUnion.com or on GamingUnion.net or anything, just uh, just give us a shout and we'll enter you into the pool. And then Lauren will be in touch. Yes. Randomly. Randomly. Colson was so surprised that he didn't even realise he'd entered. <laughs> I was surprised I'd entered. Yeah. But I said, just take the plunge anyway. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Well, uh, I could get none of them right. Oh. But no. but you have lived the dream. You have been on the show. It's I, true. I have, that has been a dream since... You are only the fourth person who can say that that has happened for them. Mm. Yeah. It's been cool. Yeah. Aside from all the previous hosts that we Yeah, had. well, they don't count. Yeah. <laughs> people. <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot, Colson. Thanks yes. for taking part. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, you know, it's a shame that Colson didn't do so well, but uh, I guess you can't win all the time. Uh, no. I mean, like, I, I probably, like, uh, I, I always flounder at those I, kind of things. I mean, like, I'm coming, like, we're all coming up with the questions together, and we're just like, oh, yeah, we know all the answers to these. But if someone was, like, sitting there with a microphone in front of our face, uh, and you've got a time limit, uh, I don't think I'd be so confident. No. I think the skip button it's, is it's like It's easy the to be button. on our side of the fence. And it's probably also very easy to be listening and thinking, mm. I know the answer to that. Well, also, yeah. plus, I think people have got to remember, like, like a setting like a quiz, it's like doing a test, but you have to do it in front of everybody. Mm. Even yeah. even in a podcast, like, you'll, like, you might know in the back of your head. It's like, it can be really stressful. Mm. And I guess the other thing is that, you know, when you're doing an exam, typically, you know what's going to be in the exam, whereas this, you just know... It's going to be a question about Final Fantasy. And yeah, there what, are... One question could be, when did Final Fantasy 3 come out? And how many polygons were in Cloud's face? Not including the in-game ones. It's true. Could be in there. There are 15 games. Sneak preview for next next it's question. 15, it's like, more than 15. There's like Yeah, 50. more than 15. Um, 15 yeah. polygon Cloud. I want to see that. Which are like 60, at least like 80 hours each. More or less. Ghost of Chronicles is not a short experience. No. I'll have you know. <laughs> anyway, so 
We're now going on to the music segment, and this episode we have a song from Final Fantasy VII. Last episode was Crisis Core, so it's not two same games from back-to-back episodes. Sorry. Um, uh, the arrangement is uh, from Bombing Mission, which is obviously at the opening. It doesn't have the opening part, though. I think it's just Bombing Mission, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's from Checkmate Three. So it's hopefully quite you nifty. enjoy listening to that. The next episode of the podcast is due to come out on the 24th of June. Although, depending on how E3 goes, we may hijack Kingdom Hearts Union. Why not? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. What are they doing? Not yeah. recording, obviously. <laughs> uh, actually, based on the timings, uh, Kingdom Hearts Union is going to come out, should be planned to come out on the 10th of June. So that will be during E3. <laughs> they, they, gotta, they, they better yeah. hope. They better hope that uh, freaking Nintendo doesn't have anything or else they're going to have egg on their face. Yeah, so um, hopefully, you know, we might see a, a podcast, like a mini episode coming out on the 17th or maybe towards the end of that week. You know, it depends how things go. Um, or maybe just a show every day of E3. Yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll kind of keep you posted on what our plans are, but we're definitely going to be doing some stuff around E3 if there's announcements obviously it makes sense to to talk about them and not have you wait about three weeks before you uh, get to hear some commentary or feedback or information so um, yeah Um, officially the next episode is the 24th but there will probably be some some other stuff happening in between then yay yeah if you want to kind of uh, keep your ear to the ground on what's happening with our podcast series. Uh, feel free to subscribe to the Final Fantasy Union and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast on the iTunes store. Uh, if you search for Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts, we are the number one podcast in pretty much every country around the world. Well, we got to be careful though. Do you know we have a new competition? Do we? Yeah, Square Enix just started their first Final Fantasy 14 podcast. That is sort of order. But thankfully, we beast all the Final Fantasy 14 podcasts at the moment. Man, have you noticed though? There's a lot of just 14 there are a lot of there it's are like, so like many. And some of them like haven't been active since OG 14. <laughs> it's like wow, yep. what did they talk about on that podcast? Yeah, oh, this game's great. Hey guys, nine months in, woo, got chocobos. <laughs> can't, w- can't wait. I heard they're I heard they're bringing fun in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have maps. Um, no. And of course, you can catch every episode of the fo- uh, the podcast at FinalFantasyNew.com along with all our news coverage and all our other stuff. Um, we're going to try and hope to do um, kind of opinion pieces every every weekend now or every other weekend now. Um, so feel free to kind of get in on those. And of course, Lauren's uh, kind of creative spotlights that are happening. Yay! Yay! Um, mm. Feel free to follow us on Twitter as well, which is at FFUnion. Tumblr, which is... FFUnion.tumblr.com and uh, Facebook, which is forward slash Final Fantasy Union. Um, and Google of... Plus, which is Final Fantasy Union. Com. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Google Plus. Why Yay. is there not just one giant website yeah. link? <laughs> um, yeah, f- Facebook, we are getting close to two and a half thousand uh, likes. And I think we might have some kind of competition for three thousand if we can get close to that. Yes. Yeah. 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 We'll. we'll, Yeah. You will do something. Yeah. Get us three thousand and we'll see. Um, (laughs) So anyway, um, time for you to say goodbye, guys. Bye bye. Goodbye, guys. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmedia.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production.